Today's scripture comes from James chapter 1, verse 12. Blessed is anyone who endures temptation. Such a one has stood the test and will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Good morning, Upworth. My name is Marissa Vetter, and I will be graduating from Toledo Christian Schools next weekend. In the fall, I plan to attend Kent State University to major in early childhood education. I've been attending Epworth with my parents and brother ever since I was a little girl, and have for many years seen the seniors give talks at Youth Sunday. This year, when we started discussing Youth Sunday, I was hesitant to give a talk because I'm one of those people who have a fear of getting up and talking in front of others and would much rather work behind the scenes. Nevertheless, my parents kept encouraging me to do it, and here I am. In the verse that was just read, James echoes the thoughts that he began in verse 2, where he challenged the believers to categorize their hard times as joyful things. The reason why James called the believers to do this is because he knows that our faith can only grow stronger when we are tested by our trials. When we trust God through our trials, we are pushed towards the Christ-like maturity of trusting God more and with greater endurance. When we choose to keep trusting God in the midst of trials, it brings his blessing upon us. While our circumstances at times can be hard, it is clear in James 1.12 that God is on the side of those who trust him through life's most difficult moments. In this verse, James also mentions how those who endure the hardships will receive the crown of life. Many scholars are divided on what the crown of life actually is. Some say that it is quite literally eternal life, while others say that the reward for perseverance is improved circumstances. And yet others even say that the crown of life is a reward given in eternity for those who refuse to stop trusting God even when life gets hard. No matter what the crown of life really stands for, the truth is that those who truly love God trust him and those who truly trust him continue to obey him even when life gets hard. The first trial that I've had to face in my life came when I was in middle school. I'm sure that middle school was not exactly the easiest time for anyone, but for me, it was especially hard. Ever since I had entered Toledo Christian in the third grade, I had one best friend, but all the other girls in my grade didn't really talk to me, and I was okay with that because I had my friend Emma to hang out with. During our fifth grade year, new girls came, and we started to drift apart a little bit. But we were still good friends. When Emma told me that she would be moving schools at the end of our fifth grade year, I was worried, I was worried what that would mean for my middle school and high school years. When I entered the sixth grade, I was hopeful, thinking maybe new girls would come in and I would be able to click with one of them. Well, new people did come in, and I did make an effort to become friends with them, we didn't really have anything in common, and our friendships didn't last long. I had managed to make a couple good friends in the grades below me, but I still wanted good friends in my own grade for when we went on trips and did group projects in class. I remember feeling bullied for the next two years, and it got to the point where I would go home from school and cry most nights, and then wake up and dread going to school the next day. In my nightly prayers, I would ask God to send me just one friend who I could be myself around and would love me for who I was. I remember telling myself that I would stay at Toledo Christian through the eighth grade, and if things didn't get any better, I would talk to my parents about switching schools, so at least I would have a fresh start in high school. Every year for the eighth graders at my school, they throw a party a couple of days before the school starts. 
I remember walking into this party and instantly wanting to go home. This was until one of my teachers came up to me and introduced me to a girl named Emily. Her and I started talking about our mutual dislike for sports and other things we enjoyed. That Monday, when I walked into school, I would not only see Emily, but also a girl named Charity. She was at her locker, and I came up to her. I showed her to her first class because I was trying to be nice, but little did I know that Charity and Emily would become my best friends throughout my high school years. At first, our relationship was me showing them around the school and helping them get to classes. But then we started to hang out more and more, and eventually, we became really, really good friends. For the next three years, these girls would be the friends I had been praying for for about those two long years in middle school. The trial that I went through in middle school made me the person that I am today. My freshman and sophomore years, when I would see a new person sitting alone at lunch, I would invite them to come sit with us. And even though they continuously said no, I would eventually convince them to do so because I knew what it felt like to feel alone and would do anything I could to make sure nobody else felt this way. Even though middle school was a hard time for me, I tried to keep trust in God and knew that even though it might not seem like it, this was all part of his plan for my life. Since I trusted God, he gave me the reward of a group of friends who truly love him as much as I do, and we're able to help each other grow in our relationships with God. I wanted to continue my talk today with a poem entitled Footprints in the Sand. One night, a man had a dream. He dreamed he was walking along the beach with the Lord. Across the sky flashed scenes from his life. For each scene, he noticed two sets of footprints in the sand. One belonged to him and the other to the Lord. When the last scene of his life flashed before him, he looked back at the footprints in the sand. He noticed that many times along the path of his life, there was only one set of footprints. He also noticed that it happened at the very lowest and the saddest times in his life. This really bothered him, and he questioned the Lord about it. Lord, you said that once I decided to follow you, you'd walk with me all the way. But I've noticed that during the most troublesome times in my life, there is only one set of footprints. I don't understand why, when I needed you the most, you would leave me. The Lord replied, my precious, precious child, I love you and I would never leave you. During your times of trial and suffering, when you see only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. The reason why I wanted to read this poem today is because it paints the perfect picture of what happens when we decide to follow Jesus and when we put our trust in him. When we make this decision, Jesus tells us that he's always going to be by our side and will never leave us, even though we may at sometimes leave him. This poem illustrates the fact that while we may not be able to see Jesus during the midst of our trials, he is there and always will be. One last thing that can be learned from the poem Footprints in the Sand is that while trusting God in the midst of our trials is the most important thing, it's also important to be able to lean on other Christians to give us advice and help. The second trial that I faced in my life occurred in February of 2019 when I was a freshman in high school. This was when my dad had his open heart surgery. I remember when my parents first told me about the surgery. I was of course worried for my dad because I didn't know how the surgery would affect him and possibly even change him but I also tried my best to trust God and remember that this was all part of his plan for my life. The weeks following my dad's surgery were a little hard because I was seeing my dad in his weakest state, which was different from the strong caretaker that I usually saw him as. 
While this was hard, I also remember feeling a sense of love and community from all those who came to visit my dad while he was in the hospital. Families such as my aunts, uncles, and grandparents, but also people from my Epworth family, including Chuck and Robin Campos, and many others. The weeks following my dad coming home from the hospital, I saw this same concept come into play as more and more people brought over meals and even just made it known that they were there if we ever needed anything. The people that stepped up to help my family showed me that while we need to lean on God, we can also lean on other Christians to help us through our hard times and give us advice when we need it most. And we can bear our burdens on not only God, but also other Christians. These two trials that I have faced in my life so far are just the beginning of God testing me. I believe that as I go through this life, God will continue to test me because he wants me to go closer to him and trust him, even when times are hard. Through these trials, I've learned that God will never give me a challenge that he knows I won't be able to handle with both his help and the help of other Christians around me. Thank you, Epworth, for everything you've done to help both me and my family during these past several years.